0: Welcome back everyone. Friday morning, frosty morning. We're feeling good. We're back. We're back. We're back in business. It's the Gridiron Gang Podcast week eight pick pick and preview show. Kicking us off, we got the Atlanta Falcons at the Tennessee Titans. Unknown right now who the starting quarterback for Tennessee is gonna be, and for that very reason I'm liking Atlanta on the money line. I'm liking Atlanta with the spread gear. What do you think?
1: Yeah, this one's gonna be a, a weird game, like you said. There's a lot of unknowns. Um, I saw Taylor Lewan, obviously the the ex-Titan, um, the the pro all, Pro Bowl left tackle. He tweeted out that Will Levis will get the start, and then obviously you see reports that both of them are actually going to get playing time, which seems like a horrible like. If you're gonna choose a guy like Malik Willis, hasn't really shown much in his starts that he's been able to um, get throughout his career. I just if you're going to give Will Levis a chance, I feel like why not give him a chance, right? Let him start. Totally agree. I mean, find out what your rookie has, at least maybe just if there's a glimpse uh get him a little stuff. I want to take Atlanta, but that Bijan <clears throat> Excuse me, that Bijan stuff was really weird last week, right? Like I have him in fantasy. I'd had some bets on him and he gets one touch for the 3 yards and then like he's having him on the sideline like they don't rule them out. What's going on? And the way
0: the way Arthur Smith dealt with it in the press conference was even more bizarre afterwards. Like almost attacking, like people looking at it from a fantasy perspective. Like, no, the injury reports are there for a reason, so the other team has the ability to prepare for a game well, as well. You've
1: got a to thing too, like millions and millions of dollars are bet oh, every week on, on NFL football, right? So and, to have something where it's already a precedent in place. Now, if this if the league didn't have any of that and they just said you don't have to disclose that, and that's a common thing, no harm, no foul. But when there's that, like it's set up the way it is, where you're used to getting that information, Schefter, Rappaport, all these guys dropping like these tweets, uh, teams on their injury reports, like you usually have information before even like people on the team have the information, right? Like it's, so that's what's weird about it. Like Arthur Smith, I like the guy, you know what? He's kind of starting to fucking piss me off. Yeah, like he just seems awesome, but he just seems like, what are you doing now? Like, what
0: a d bag, like, you oh, know. This
1: guy's doing so well, and then he just swipes his own feet out and does something dumb. So, yeah, I don't know. Ritter was finally able to not have interceptions last week, but he had some fumbles.
0: Hilariously which is unfortunate, yeah. but I don't think. Like, worse fumble timing less fumbles.
1: Likely to repeat than if he's throwing a lot of interceptions, right? With the way people get hit and stuff like that, that can cause the fumble. So, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take Atlanta. Why not? It's a pretty low over-under. I don't know. The Titans could be trying to showcase Derek Henry to just to pump up some trade value and get rid of them. Um, They don't seem like they're in the mode, with even with their quarterback situation, where they're anywhere near winning right now. So, I'll take Atlanta. I'll probably end up taking B. Sean Robinson over receptions. I'll check that on Sunday morning before I place it, just to make sure to see if anything's popped up or anything like that, but I don't really love this game. With this many games going on this week, like you said, no no teams on a bye week this week, so we got a full slate, so this is one that I'll probably stay away from more than... I don't have a, a huge feel on it with what went on last week and how the Titans are just as a team. No need to force it yeah. early
0: on especially, and... Um, yeah, honestly, it's hard to believe that Tennessee would get worse with Ryan Tannehill not playing too. So that's definitely something to think about if you are attacking the slate. But yeah, I'm, I'm not really, this isn't one on the top of my list for sure. Um, here's a pick for you, here: Houston at Carolina. Two childhood friends, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, forever connected between the one breaks. and two picks yep. in the draft from this year. The last time they played, grade eight. Wow, Bryce Young. Torch CJ Stroud for the Win I'm not looking for an Absolute repeat but history Does repeat sometimes so I'm going with the Carolina Panthers For the first win of the year I'm going Adam Thielen Over everything over yards Over receptions Let's go Carolina Panthers there's going to be No winless teams After this week on a huge upset win For for Carolina You
1: told me you had a surprising pick for this game I didn't think you were going to a, a great
0: <laughs> that's going to repeat. So that's incredible. I mean,
1: honestly, I was on the Texans, but I think I'm on the Panthers now. <laughs> you, I can't you, you logic like that. Uh, no, I'm Adam Thielen has thirty more targets than any other receiver on that team. He's been that bright spot, um pretty much. I think there's only been three players in fantasy like all year that have outscored him points wise. It's been like most certain a couple quarterbacks. Um, so,
0: yeah, his totals look low, right? So, yeah. like
1: he's he's that safety blanket there, and he's obviously showing that he's still able to make plays. So, in a game like this, I definitely lean towards Athelan Thielen. I take, I could, you could take him over receptions or yards, over five and a half receptions to me. Um, seems like a no brainer at this point of the season for him, with especially Bryce Young. I think they're coming off a bye week, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I kind of like that. They have some extra time um, to prepare for this and get a little more comfortable. Adam Thielen, in his last four games, has three games over 100 yards. His over-under is at 65.5. Like, he's popping and off. The then. lowest of the last four is 76 yards. He's had 11, 7, 11, and 11 receptions. And his, and his numbers are set at 5.5 receptions and 65.5 and yards. Yeah. Obviously, they're expecting some type of correction. I don't, this Texans defense is fine, but they're not world beaters. They're not super scary. I think Thielen can have success. I mean, I think they'll just continue to keep that connection going. And yeah, why not? Until, I mean, when he's outscoring his numbers that much, they're obviously waiting for a drop-off. For a little bit of money in a small parlay for a game like this, why not give it a chance and ride that until wheels fall off. It completely
0: reminds me of earlier in this year when odd, oddsmakers were not um, keying in on Puka Nakua being the guy, and they had the really low totals for Puka Nakua while Cooper Cup was out. And it's the exact same scenario as if it's not broke, don't fix yeah. it. So those are way like the discrepancy between those yardage and reception totals are so dramatic I mean, it's that, that yeah, you, number, right? you'd almost so, be foolish point, to not give it a shot at this point, uh, right? Absolutely. So especially like you said coming off a bye and he's just a guy right now man in that team he really is
1: last week maybe that's a guy you think about doing a parlay where you take a 75 plus yards or even 100 if you're feeling really really rambunctious and want to go for it but like I mean you're he's he's a veteran too it's not like he's some young receiver who is kind of just just blowing up and no one knows about him and you're waiting because he's not that good of a player Adam Thielen was a good player in this league for a lot of years so why not?
0: Yeah, before Justin Jefferson came to town, he was he was the guy there too, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, he's he's more than capable, and I like that a lot. Carolina, I mean that's a that's a that's a long shot, that's a gut feeling shot, but I'm gonna stick with it. Um, Next we have the Jaguars
1: yep. at the Steelers. Uh, Jaguars are two and a half point favorites on the road, um, minus one forty five on the money line. Steelers are plus one twenty five with an over under of forty one. <clears throat> I'm pretty torn on this game, Eli. Like, I really like the Jags. I've been high on them all season. I told you before the season, I have them really high that they could maybe win the AFC. And two and a half points, I think they're going to cover this. But Tomlin and the Steelers at a home underdog in Pittsburgh is hard not to take. I mean, it's such a it's a crazy environment there, right? They have crazy fans. The Steelers just play better at home. I don't know if Deontay Johnson. Is playing. He's been out of practice, but I think with a thigh injury, that could just be because he just came back off the IR, so they might just be limiting him, limiting him just to be safe. And they know he's good, but they don't think he needs the extra workload kind of thing like that. And he's still good to go out and show what he did last week, and that he's a serviceable NFL receiver, obviously. And the Steelers defense, I, they're coming off a bye, I believe. So like, oh, I, I want to love the Jags here, but. I mean Steelers in this spot just over time have proven time and time again that they're the side to bet on. Yeah, what I mean I
0: I just we just talked about it with Jesse on our last show. I I don't think there's more of a surprise so far this year that the Pittsburgh Steelers are 4 and 2, but when they're winning games in the manner that they're winning them, led mostly by their defense and like you said, Pittsburgh historically is never an easy place to go play. Their fans are nuts. That's a raucous atmosphere. Uh Mike Tomlin somehow found a way to make them literally competitive in the race to win their division through the first third of the season so far. My gut and everything about me that is logical tells me that the Jags are going to win this game, but thinking about it the same way that you are, I think this is going to be a dogfight right to the end that could come over to turnovers at the end of the game or something like that. Some weird stuff is bound to happen in this game. Like, I want to go Jags, but I just simply can't do it. So I'm kind of trying to go on like props for this one. And so going
1: back to a certain point last season, I think the Steelers are like eleven and four at home. No, in just in the regular season. Okay, I mean they got hot last year. and Remember they weren't. That's good right. Good. That's right. They got hot to get back to nine and eight, and they played well. And then with the start of this year and how they've been playing, like they're they're, they're
0: in their every defense, game. Yeah,
1: their offense doesn't have to be spectacular, and we finally saw in their last game. Jalen Warren played really well. He had a rushing touchdown. Um, Najee Harris had a touchdown finally. Yeah, right. Like Pickens had over a hundred yards. Like you're starting to see this offense put something together, and can you have a get a, gain a little bit of confidence. Like I don't like the Steelers, but they make me uncomfortable here. I, I, I oh, man,
0: yeah. This isn't a game I I'm liking to be honest. Up, I'm
1: probably gonna bet the Steelers. Just because they're a home underdog, and that's, that's worked so well over the past since Mike Tomlin's been. Um, but yeah, like you said, let's switch over to some player props. ATN rushing and receiving combined 87.5 yards. He's shown so far in his career that he's able to have big games on the feet or in the catching game. So why not put them together? Because I he could like have that. 65 yards rushing, or 70 yards or 70, rushing, and then you only need or, or sorry 18 receiving Receiving or vice versa he could catch a screen pass that goes for forty. then you only need 48 rushing
0: and the the anomaly with pittsburgh's d is they're creating turnovers at a high rate they're also allowing a ton of yards both on the ground and through the air too so i i do like that play a lot because he is the dual threat he's one of those few dual threat running backs.
1: right i mean tj watt is gonna get towards Trevor Lawrence what so, better way
0: to negate it than quick screens to your running back who could get have into space Lawrence right yeah the as
1: well so actually like, Trevor Lawrence over 18 and a half rushing I do air. too yeah he he's looked big, great last I mean, week yeah everybody was worried about his knee he's my fan of fantasy quarterback in one of my leagues I was worried about his knee but he came out in that game and started running instantly to let everybody know no I'm fine this is more for protection than knee brace like than anything right like he looked really really good so he did I I like that too I don't I want to God, Calvin Ridley was he had, he didn't get targeted last game.
0: I one catch, think. five yards, but that was his only target. He was invisible. So
1: is that? Yeah, I don't know. That that's weird to me. Like he had some plays, I feel like where he was open to, and like that's just a guy you feel like you have to target in a game. But also when they're winning, they're winning. So I guess don't change the recipe. But that's weird. I'm really excited to watch that one because I think whoever wins this game is. Oh, I mean, the, these teams are both already good, but really, like if the Jags beat the Steelers now, this is that would be huge for them. And the Steelers, they their division is really hard.
0: It is. It's all tough. All these teams are really good. They're right? all the over five hundred right now. Like, it's every incredible. Single, every
1: single one of them is good. So the Steelers can't really afford to lose these games right now. Um, I think the Jaguars can afford to lose a game because they they will probably they're just going to still win their division. So I think I'm going to go with the Steelers two and a half here, even though I have the Jags written down. I just switched while we
0: were talking. <laughs> I kind of like, um, just as a side play too, e- Evan Ingram over four and a half receptions as well. He's done that um, he's in now. every single game this year except for one game where yeah. he had four catches. So that's just one of those like uh misaligned totals.
1: He did, so he it's, did. It's just an
0: He's the guy he loves to throw to on those short 8, 9-yard gainers when they really need the yards, right? Absolutely. So I, I like that one a lot there, too. Uh, yeah, I think we touched on everything there. So the Rams and Dallas, what's the line for this one, Gear? Yeah,
1: so Cowboys are minus 6 at home, minus 275 on the money line. Uh, Rams are plus 225, and the over-under is 45.5. And, and do note that Rams coach Sean McVeigh had he uh, his wife gave birth to their kid this week, so I don't know totally what his involvement was with practice luckily they are a team that are led by veterans um so i don't know much would change without him for a couple of days i mean matthew stafford cooper cup aaron donald these guys are these guys are professionals they're probably all hall of famers as well these guys know what they don't they don't need an extra push from their coach to make sure that they're getting ready and preparing for this game so um guys like puka Nakua, young guy like he seems like he's falling right in and kind of going right under their wing and I think these guys have strong leaders, so the culture's good there. The Cowboys' defense, though, man, it's just, like, is very <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. I don't trust the Cowboys' offense, but the Rams' defense isn't spectacular either, so I think the Cowboys probably get this done, but I don't, I mean, I'm not laying six on, with the Cowboys on against anyone, I don't think.
0: No. No, me so neither.
1: Just because I mean they've they've killed me in the past with bet, so I, I'm just not. And the doing Rams that. are
0: just that team. They fight, man. They yeah, even if they're, they're losing, strappy. they'll get that dirty last they're touchdown, strappy. whatever it, it is, Stafford, to come close. I
1: know it might be tough for him to have time to throw against this defense because they get after. Like Michael Parsons is coming, right? Of course, like he's going to be getting after him all evening. But Matthew Stafford has been putting on a clinic the way he's throwing he has. the ball this he's season. He's looking amazing, man. Kuka Nakua, I know we just talked about him earlier. um his target share has actually gone up a couple percent since Cooper Cup has returned because I think people were kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, Puka's done this, but all of that. Now the top he was dog having, is back, yeah. That's all going to go to Cup. Yeah. But realistically, they're splitting it. Cooper Cup didn't have a big game last week, Puka Nakua. So I can see these guys kind of being like an A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith kind of in the Eagles, where one of them has a big game and then one of them wasn't really involved. And then the next game, they go. Let's get that guy involved, and then they and then the other guy has a big game and stuff like that. So Cooper Cup could have a good game. That's Puka- what Puka- I just Puka- wrote down
0: here, just to jump in. I just said pick your poison: Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. One of them's guaranteed to go over on the yards as well as uh, receptions. So I, it's like pick your poison there. Whatever you want to go with, one of them's going to do it, right? And at, at
1: plus Plus one sixty-two. Keep an eye out on the running back Daryl Henderson. Yes, he came back last week, had a touchdown, had like. He had, like, the third most carries out of all running backs. He was on their practice squad. If you remember, he's been on this He team. knows their system he's very well. Yeah. He's a veteran. He's a Super Bowl winner with them, I believe. He he knows what he's doing, and he was in shape, ready to go. This isn't a guy they, a free agent, they grabbed off the couch or out of someone else's practice squad, or something like that. This guy's been ready to be plugged in. He has, um, he had good chemistry with that team already. So, um, I like him. They've... They've had a lot of rushing touchdowns. Kyron Williams was absolutely going off before going on the IR. Yeah, they were looking great. Um, so this is just another guy plugged in. I think they their passing game gets them a lot of opportunities and gets them near the goal line where they're going to try to punch one in. So if you're looking for a touchdown score to do in a parlay or just a straight up, then I, I that's something to look at. Because like you said, it's pick your poison with Nakua and uh, Cooper Cup. They could go bo- both go off. One of the two could both go off. But even if they're playing really well, that still leaves room for the running back to score that touchdown because the not all plays are getting into the end zone.
0: And and just to add on to that, um, when you're facing a team with an elite pass rush like Dallas has, with the likes of Mika Parsons and everything, uh, one of the best ways to battle against that is to hammer the rush, right? And it, and you just spoke to it, like uh, Daryl Henderson's. He's a great running back, man. He's been he's a he's a stone cold veteran at this point. He's done there, been there, done that. And he's good, hard running up the middle, and they're getting that push up the middle this year. That O line all year is getting that push up the middle, right? Yep. So that's something to definitely keep an eye on. I also like Ceedee Lamb over five and a half catches. I, I mean, he's just—if you're going to go with anyone he's
1: a, there, true wide receiver one, so at that number for a guy like that, yeah, I that yeah. Sure. I just
0: think the volume he's going to get in this yeah. game, yeah. The
1: Rams' defense isn't anything to write home about either, so like, I don't really trust Dak, but that's. Dak doesn't really have to make plays to get CD the ball. He's sometimes so open that it's like any quarter, any starting quarterback could make that pass. So all he has to do is be average, and CD can still get his numbers. Yeah,
0: he's yeah. he's good at those quick out hits. Like when they're running those wide receiver screens too, they're always going to CD lime as well. So he he's gonna get the short touches for sure. I don't know how many yards he's gonna rack up in this one though. But yeah, I like the I like the over receptions. Minnesota Green Bay divisional matchup. What, what do you what do you got there?
1: Yeah, the Packers have been horrible. They have. Um, Vikings are minus one and a half. It's in Lambeau, obviously. I think that number would probably be closer to three if it wasn't in um, Lambeau. Be just the way I think... It's a tough environment to go play. Obviously, these Vikings have a lot of experience. They go there every season, right? So it's not like a guy like Kirk Cousins hasn't been there and isn't hasn't played in front of that crowd. Um, yeah, sorry. Vikings are minus 130 on the money line, minus one and a half. Over-under is 42, and Packers are plus 110 I kind of like the over in this game um I think the Vikings are going to be able to score I actually think the Viking, like Kirk Cousins has been great all year last year they were 11-0 in one score games and then this year every game up until the last one I think was a one score game so they had and it's so obviously their record was bad so like those are kind of a coin flip when it's a one-score game. That doesn't mean the team's that bad. Their offense has been good. Their defense hasn't. Obviously, they let up points. I think the Vikings are going to win this game, to be honest with Me you. Too. I do. I think they can go on a little bit of a run here. Madison is looking better. Um, TJ Hawkinson looked good. He stepped up last week. Obviously, Jordan Addison, um, he had a monster, monster game. K.J. Osborne looked pretty good. Brandon Powell stepped up at receiver for them as well. Um even though it's a hard environment to play i think the vikings will win and let me know what you think about this i'm i've been huge on jordan addison um since he got drafted to minnesota i thought that was a great spot for him cuz he can slide in right away be a number 2 receiver next to a guy who has gets so much attention already with justin jefferson right i mean this guy really justin jefferson's a freak right so and he's come in and he's been great so far i I think he has six touchdowns or something like second that. Second in the NFL it? with Diggs. Yeah. Actually,
0: Diggs, I don't know. No, he didn't get one last night, right? Yeah, so he'd still be tied for second yeah. at this point, yeah.
1: So, and his over 100 yards is still 58 and a half. So, 58 and a half yards over. If you want to just take that, that's maybe my prop of the week. I think he's going to hit that easily. He's the number one receiver. Like you seen last week, he had two deep touchdowns. He's a big play guy. He like, is. Not, he doesn't just catch little slants and this guy catches the ball all over the field and makes plays. You saw him rip the ball out of the the corner's hand last week and go for a touchdown. And this was against the San Francisco. Even with Niners, Justin Jefferson
0: playing, play. um, he's been the deep threat all year. He's yeah, he's, he's the guy been, catching he, the 40, 50 zone, yard catches. Yeah, he's
1: been he has a higher target share than like Hawkinson and everybody in the red zone. So plus one seventy five for him to score a touchdown and over uh, fifty eight and a half yards. If you want to parlay those, it's two eighty if you think the Vikings are gonna win and you just want to take a money line plus 475 for Jordison Addison over yards a touchdown and the Vikings money line if you think they're gonna win the game then I, I don't hate that I'll probably play it without the Vikings money line in there just so that it doesn't really matter what the result of the game is you can still hit that but yeah I think the Vikings are gonna get a little bit hot here and
0: Everything you just touched on, I have written down right in front of me as well. I love, I love every single one of those, and possibly as one of the top plays of the entire week for this slate of games. Yep. I also had Minnesota over twenty and a half team total as well. I think they're just going to put up points in this one, man. Like, do you
1: think they'll get? Are you thinking they'll end up score every way with field goals and stuff? Or do you think they're going to put up? Because you could do over two and a half team touchdowns probably and get some plus money. That that, that that's
0: that's another one I was looking at, and I I wasn't really. 100% sold on that. So I just went with like the more open ended uh, yeah, 20 so and a half point type of thing. Game, yeah, yeah, just in case. But I do think they're going to get a, their handful of touchdowns in this game. It's funny because you just mentioned. Uh, Kirk Cousins. He's been on fire all year and the worst game he had this year was against the Chicago Bears. Statistically. Yep. And they won that game. They gritted it out and then you saw him come back in primetime where he's been criticized his entire career. And he put up one of the best games of his whole entire career in primetime. They're Without on a two-game... the game. best
1: receiver in football. It, it's his, pr- best, his best target... It's got that feel. It's receiver. got that
0: feel. Like The Minnesota Vikings know now they're in contention not only for the playoffs, and but in their division still. At
1: the point where... Last year, they won so many regular season games. That was the year where all the expectations. There's no expectations nope. now. No. Nope. Kirk Cousins is playing free. He is slinging the ball. He's a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. And he said, You guys, you guys, turnt me on primetime. Let me go and beat the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, hey. how's
0: that for primetime? Yeah. You like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, oh, no. I just got chills run through in my body though, <laughs> thinking about like I'm gonna, I'm forgive me, Lord, I, for, I'm about to sin again. Let me bet on Kirk Cousins, but let's do it, man. Yeah. He's good in the morning slate too. Like I said, he's been. You had those stats that backed it up, yeah. It's early you did enough in the year. It'll be. It's not going to be overly cold. Like Lambo really, really tough to go in when it's snowing, and uh, that air game isn't there because they're a pass for his offense, really, like the the Vikings. So I think at this time of the year, it's okay to go there, and yeah, I'm. Like I said to you before we start the podcast, this I'm either about to get I have strong feelings along with these games, so I'm either about to get really hot or I'm getting into fade myself season. And if <laughs> I have a strong feeling about something, I'm going to take the opposite. So check back next week to see which way I'm going.
0: Patriots Dolphins, uh, yeah, it's a huge line. One of one of the biggest spreads yeah. of the week this and week I, in Dolphins Miami
1: minus nine and a half at home minus five hundred on the money line. Patriots plus three seventy five, um, over under a forty seven. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he's not hurt apparently. He was just he just did that. He, he needed attention, is he just, yeah. He I said I his mom was. He's wasn't a veteran too, attention. though, right? Like he's. You gotta understand. Early in the week, when these guys, some of these guys miss practice, it's because they don't need to be out there every single day. Like this week 7, you're
0: going. in maintenance mode, man. You're kind getting hit every well. week. He's a little guy, a, you know? Yeah, yeah he's a
1: finely tuned machine. He's he's ready to go. He's going to be okay. He's in good spirits, everything yep. like that. I mean, you might as well take him over yards. Although, if there's any team that will be able to shut him down, it'll be the Patriots because Bill Belichick That's what he does, yeah. shuts down their number one target. So, um, Miami is going to Germany to play the Chiefs next week. And they're leaving, I believe, on Monday or the early... Uh, next week after this game, is this a game where they could look
0: look past like, it and overlook their I mean, opponent? It's possibly? so hard. The
1: Patriots look so bad for a few weeks, and then last week they had that good game. Mac Jones looked yeah great. Last I, w- week. I was just gonna say my if main that, pick,
0: hilariously for this week, is Mac Jones over one and a half touchdowns because yeah, I just think it. I'm Miami's not- gonna get their points, yeah. sure, but I think New England's gonna get their points in this one too. So I, I think
1: a backdoor cover is well in play here. Miami. When they play good teams, is not they don't look that great. But the Patriots aren't a great team. No. So when they play bad teams, sometimes they kind of just smash them. But I think I think the Patriots plus nine and a half is 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 the smarter play there. Um, like I said, dire moments. I think if we see anything like last week with Mac Jones and that offense, um, and even the defense is starting to get back healthier. They're getting some of their guys back, right? And like, if, if there's any glimpse of that, I think 9.5 in-division game while they're looking maybe ahead to the Chiefs the next game. in Because they know that is a huge matchup. If they can beat the Chiefs, that is a serious momentum swing for the Dolphins' season. So... Kind of like the Patriots. I mean, that's a
0: a lot of points, man. And we just saw last night with an overwhelming favorite with the Bills. That's 10 points, man. These games, they're fucked. Every team scores garbage points at the ends of games to make things tighter. So that was a six-point win only. only I'm seeing something similar. The Patriots have
1: not beat Tua. Since Tua's been their second quarterback they haven't won a game. But we don't need them to win no, the game with that. That's, that's a lot of points. You can even
0: even bump that up on the alternate to ten and a half to get if that extra want, field just goal, just goal coverage. You know what cover. I mean? Yeah. yeah so, um,
1: yeah.
0: I like that a lot. I do. I like that a lot as well. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a total beatdown. I think. I think Jalen the Patriots Ramsey found something. Back.
1: So that's another thing too. Jalen Ramsey coming back. As this Dolphins season gets deeper and they get their guys back, we're really going to see if this defense can start putting the clamps on some teams and give their offense their time. Like like you said, this offense is going to score. They're going to get their chances. So if their defense can start clamping down on some of these other offenses and turning the ball over or getting them the ball back and just giving them more time of possession, I think Miami will be able to have a lot of success. But it's Ramsey's first game back. I'm Should be on a pitch maybe, count, right? Maybe yeah. that next week is when they get hot or something like that. Maybe we can visit the line next week against the Chiefs, but... Um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm going to go Patriots plus nine and a half
0: here. I like that too, man. I like that too. This has just been a year where we haven't seen many blowout victories at all throughout the entire NFL season. Like they come in yep. unexpected games like Baltimore, Detroit last week too. No one saw that being a and, four or five score blowout, right? the Patriots
1: right? have either looked horrific or like they're a playoff team. So I'm just hoping that they can string the one, more one Shows I, I'm, up Again, we don't need them to win the game. Yeah. Just to have some pride and hopefully Bill can shut down a little bit of that offense. And, like, the the Bill, I mean the Dolphins, like, with A.J. and stuff like that, the, don't get me wrong, they're still very dynamic, but they have lost a little since. I mean, like, they played the Eagles last week, and that e- the, the Eagles kind of smashed them all game. They're just they more don't. physical, right? So, if the Patriots can do what they do and can play physical, then I think they have a chance to keep this somewhat close. I agree. Next game is a big one for you, Saints at the Colts. Saints are minus one on the road, minus 120 on the money line. Colts are... Um, plus 100 so basically a pick um Olave had his legal troubles this week with but no one was hurt anything like that it was a stupid move but that seems to be taken care of uh, I see his props are up on the sports book that we use so um I'm assuming that means he's full go ready to play um this Colts team is kind of weird Eli like I'll, I'll give my points really quick here and then I'll let you go because I know you have some strong feelings about your own team and how this goes. Um, The Saints have a, allow, only allowed 18 points a game to other teams and the Colts are the only team in the league that have scored 20 in every game. Or they're averaging 20 or something like that. I can't remember. I saw that stat on Twitter. Um, this could be an interesting one. It's what, what's going to break, right? If the Colts going to sh- get shut down or the Saints defense finally going to show some holes. They've been really good all season. Um, the Saints offense has all these weapons. They got to click at some point. Like, it's... Taysom Hill has been making some plays. Like, uh, the, all these guys, like... I just think something has to click at one point for them on the offense. Um, the over-under is 43-and-a-half. I think this could be a game where they click. I actually don't hate that over. No, I could be way wrong, but I actually don't hate the over if both these teams can kind of score. Um, I have... I have... Alvin Kamara over four and a half receptions. That's just, I mean, and over 35 and a half yards. Like, that's, the, he's been arguably their best receiver. He had a full stat line as a receiver last game, not to mention his carries that he had on the ground. Um, and Josh Downs as well. I have him over three and a half catches. Uh, and it's 43 and a half yards. They've both these guys have been absolutely crushing those numbers. Um, Josh Downs has seen an. Increase. He's covered that amount of catches, he's had at least four catches in every single game that Gardner Minshew's played. He sees higher receptions um, from him and he's a real possession receiver for them. And Alvin Kamara, like we said, he's just been hammering them. So I'm actually putting both of them together. um So over four and a half for Kamara, over three and a half for Downs at plus 200 in a parlay. And Chris Olave is at four and a half as well. I think he gets five catches in this game. I think he wants... It, I don't think that will be a distraction from him. There's no legal mess over, overlying. He was just speeding. So maybe, whatever, deal with a license. But it's not like there's any criminal charges or yep. He didn't hit anyone. No one got he's hurt. He's a good guy, man. A guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, he, just, he was just driving. Yeah. And, like, people are mad. I, you saw it go viral where he, like, says to the cop. Yeah, one, he's of already, the saints, yeah one of the saints. And cop goes, eh? Yeah. It's like people are like, <laughs> oh, what does he think? the blah the law. Dude, if you're a professional athlete, you're going to. Th- that's the last ditch effort. He was compliant, completely compliant with the content every other sense. What are you not going to throw that out if you're the star receiver for the Saints? It would be stupid not to try, right? Like, yeah. and, like, you can even argue, you could spin it that he was doing that so that it didn't become big public. He didn't want those videos to get out there. Maybe that's why he said. I play for the Saints and something like that. He didn't want to be a big PR mess. But, yeah, I like both those guys, plus 200 over their receptions. And if you want to add a lot of it, it's plus 450. And then you're just hoping for all these guys to have some catches. The result of the game doesn't matter. I'll turn it over to you, Eli. How are you feeling?
0: Yeah, the result matters a lot to the New New Orleans Saints (laughs) at the at this point it matters a lot to the Saints unfortunately because they're they're in desperation mode as of right now they've lost control of the division Atlanta keeps winning games the Bucks are uh, flailing in the midst right now as well so this division is super tight at this point in the year and this game is a big game for the New Orleans Saints I have not a lot of faith in them to actually get the win because of the unpredictability factor of Gardner Minshew of this Indianapolis Colts team. I think we're seeing a dual threat emerge that is ranking among the tops in the NFL between Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor. I think now they have an incredible balance between these two. And
1: Minshew two rushing touchdowns himself last week. That's if the you thing. Two running backs and the passing game going, and he's going to be able to run. That's dangerous. What man. What
0: really scares me is if Minshew does not turn the ball over. They just put yeah. up thirty eight points with them turning the ball over four times. They're looking really good
1: against the Browns defense. That's who what everybody I, said was the new one of the, the best The league, right?
0: So it's, it's, yeah, this team scares me. This game scares me. This line scares me. The top thing I had written down as well was AK, Mm -hmm. big Alvin Kamara, over four and a half, over 35 and a half. I think those are easy totals for him to smash out in a game script that's probably going to end up being how we've seen the Saints run their offense tons of check downs, tons of Kamara. As soon as he came back, he was the big focal point of the attack for the entire season since he's returned. I also had both teams to score one touchdown per half i think there's going to be points in this game wow. i think the saints are you know what i mean i, I love that. as good as our defense has looked we showed cracks last week against the jags they've shown their ways how to expose us they attacked on the outside running around us instead of those big middle line linemen stacking the box they're finding their ways through Minshew's put up tons of points uh the Saints are starting to get into a rhythm even though it took a long time we've we've seen a little bit more glimmers of hope with the offense since Kamara's return so I, I really like the one score a half for for really both like teams that. as well I've
1: seen the frustration come through for Derek Carr and the Saints with lack of communication or lack of uh, cohesiveness with some of his receivers and on certain plays and just everybody seems a little bit frustrated I think, in the same sense of the Patriots last week, I think the I think the Saints at some point it's going bad a bat, and at some point it's it's gonna click because I mean, Derek Carr hasn't been good, but i still have hopes that he doesn't need to be great, like you said. A.K. in the backfield, you've got Olave, even Michael Thomas. After not playing for so long, has come back and has been. And like you said, Taysen Hill. He, Chase Hill's he gets Your the guy's a
0: spaz, great. but he gets like eight the yards a touch. Grouper, you know, like or whatever yeah, has been pretty
1: solid as a rookie kicker. Like I really really like that. Uh, each team to score a touchdown in to each half. I like that, and I, I kind of like the over here.
0: I do, too. Yeah, the more I was thinking about it, I do, too. um,
1: Now, don't get me wrong. This game has a total chance to be a slot fest and be 17-13 as well. It does. But uh, why not? Let's go for it there. Jets at Giants. Up next, Jets minus three on the road. New York versus New York, even though they don't play in New York. Um, Field goals. Daniel Jones has been (laughs) completely ruled out again, so Tyrod Taylor will be the starter um Jets minus 150 on the money line Giants plus 130 over under a 36 and a half
0: Kira this is field goals man this that's all I that's goals. all I gotta Jets, say this is D's our good. classic James field D's goals play right good. here
1: Wink Martindale has those guys flying around shutting teams down Tyron Taylor is just a better
0: game manager he's managing the game really well yeah
1: and the way they need to do it like Daniel Jones could not stand in the pocket without getting sacked. He every single snap he was taking, he was flushing out so quickly. Tyra Taylor is playing with the exact same beat-up offensive line, and he is standing in that pocket and making plays. He's finally getting the ball to Jalen Hyatt, who has been a bright spot for them. Darren Waller you to get a huge the game, yeah, yeah. Yep. But the Jets' defense is legit. They get uh, DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner back. Their D line is very good. They can run the ball. I think this Jets team is gaining a lot of confidence. Zach Wilson has been playing pretty well. I think the Jets win this game. I mean, they are minus three on the road. Three scares me. I would love a two and a half just to take that field goal, maybe play it down a touch. But do you have any props or anything you like this week?
0: Yeah, um, I kind of like an alternate under in this game because both, yeah, I kind it's of like, number, yeah, like, like still, m- so you, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? I just think both defenses are buzzing right now. I think like you just spoke to, the Giants are finally looking like, that that, that star-studded defense that did such a great job for them last year, Kayvon Thibodeau is really lighting up the field every time he's playing so right now. That down to yeah, 100%. that's kind of what I'm thinking, man. I Just to get a little juice on it, I don't see points in this game. I see maximum maybe like... 17 points for the Jets and like maybe 10 or something for the Giants. I just don't see this being like even if the Jets get it to 21, I don't see the Giants scoring more than 14 in this game, man. Yeah, so. this is
1: a game that really interests me. Um, in a sense, that I'm not gonna, I may be not bet it at all this week, but I'm very interested to see how this game goes and the result because depending on how one of these teams looks coming out with the win, that might be a team I may be betting going forward if I can get good numbers on them because this Jets team, I think, is gaining confidence and they're pretty good, man. They have guys all over the field. Zach Wilson has looked good and confident and looked like he's matured. I... I want to bet the Jets, but I'm gonna stay away. This is a junk game to me, and I'm gonna to, I'm gonna keep a close eye on it though for looking going deeper into the season.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh,
1: let's just move right on to the next game. We don't have to spend too much time on that. Eagles at the Commanders. Eagles minus seven. Um, commanders plus two hundred and sixty on the money line. Eagles minus three hundred and twenty. Uh, don't forget this game earlier this season in Philadelphia. The Commanders took them to overtime. I don't think that's happening again either. No, this no. The Eagles team looked no. really good last week. Jalen Hurts looked like he was a little bit banged up after the game. He just said, just a little pain, we're, we're all good. I'll be playing next week. He's not on any injury reports. He's ready to go. This offensive line, the tush-push, everybody's getting mad at it. When you watch all these other games, I, we watched the Bills game last night, right? Even when their quarterback sneaking with Josh Allen, and they were successful a few times last night doing it, it's nowhere close to the same play no. as the Eagles run. The leverage they get out of the low how low that offensive line gets and how there's zero wasted time between the second Jalen Hurts gets the ball. When you slow it down, he's already moving forward. Whereas these other guys just on this like standing up. John, Jalen Hurts stays so low and they get that leverage. It's unstoppable. I love it. Um, I know I know you originally didn't like it. I was gonna say around, like, I I started realizing yes, yes it's not yes. any team can just do that, right? They yes. really, really work this and if you don't want it to happen, try to stop it. Miami did everything they could to stop it. They had guys jumping, they had guys getting as low as they possibly could, and nothing helped. The nothing only way I could describe
0: it dude is it's so ugly that it's fucking beautiful at a certain point. Like they are it's literally
1: man-to-man we're bigger better stronger we don't give a fuck. it's incredible we're gonna smash you in the mouth right now it's incredible and it's like two three
0: yards like i was telling jesse on our show this week it's like they're not just getting one yard they're literally blasting through the line with Jalen hurts and he's so powerful in his lower body and so fearless with jason kelsey leading the way it's like it's honestly honestly incredible push
1: them it's like Squats like I mean it's been brought up. Yeah. guy squats so much he's a freak. A athlete. scary amount. offensive line move in unison. It's just it's a perfect setup for them. It's not going to, if they lose some of those offensive linemen injury or something it wouldn't work the same. It doesn't like they need this group to do it right. I like the Eagles. I think they I think they win this game by quite a bit. I think over forty three. I think the Eagles. I might put their team total over or touchdowns. I think they scored three touchdowns. In this game, A.J. Brown, five straight games over 100 yards. His over-under is 89.5 right now. I am hammering that. I was going to say, I hammer that uh, until the wheels fall off. The guy is a freak of nature.
0: A.J. over everything, dude, at this point. And Dallas
1: Goddard, over 40.5. He's been over that number in the last three games. Slow start to the season for him. He's really turned it on. Um this team, I like Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown. He keeps doing that because of the tush-push. If they just get down to that zone, you know it's what's him. coming. It's him. um Big Al's pick of the week. DeAndre Swift, anytime touchdown score. Uh, this guy's been a great running back for them. I can't believe it's, it's crazy that Detroit got rid of him just to draft a running back when they could have just paid him some money, kept DeAndre Swift, brought in Montgomery, and then they could have drafted somebody else um, really, really high uh, for their defense or something like that. But whatever, that's long, that's in the past. Um, I think I think the Eagles flex their muscles here. I think they have another good week. I think they beat. I think you can hammer almost everything over with the Eagles if you wanted to. I think they're gonna have success. Their defensive line is very strong. The Commanders, I mean, Sam Howell's on a record pace for sacks this season. I don't see that slowing down here. I know they played tough. Last week, and I think that's why this number's not bigger. The Commanders are not good. The Eagles are good. I don't think it's close.
0: Yeah, there's no lines that have came out yet, but as soon as the defensive lines come out, I'm just gonna take every single Eagle to get a sack because there's almost a guarantee Howell's gonna be sacked double digits in this game. He just literally is taking a beating. Every single week. So whatever type of line you're getting, whether it's Jalen Carter, whether it's Hassan Reddick, like, there's so many guys on this line that are going to be capable of getting to the quarterback here. So that's something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. I love A.J. Brown over everything. I love Philly, everything. Change the spread, make it 10, make it 12. They're going to torch the commanders. They're going to absolutely slaughter this team. Commanders are flailing. They've been looking worse by the week lately. So, yeah, I think Philly's looking better by the week.
1: Trading away their one of their um, sweater or uh, yeah Chase Young Young, yeah they're not gonna be able to pay them both that team has too many holes that you can't really you need other to fill other they gotta fix that secondary for sure something in return yeah I think there's a team that's gonna be out there that's gonna be willing to take one of them and pay one of them Um, yeah I think equals here yeah next game here Browns at Seattle Seattle minus three and a half at home this is one of the weirder money line spreads I've ever seen. Minus one ninety two on our sports book. The Browns plus three and a half plus one sixty seven. That makes no sense to me. Doesn't Over under thirty eight. Eli I'll let you go first and then I'll let you know what i
0: think. Okay. So this was one of the more perplexing games on the slate for me for this week. And that has nothing to do with Seattle and everything to do with Cleveland. I think Cleveland is such an anomaly right now. I think Cleveland's in such a weird, weird place as a football team in general. There's just so many things being talked about with Deshaun Watson, with this strange injury that's kept him out now. And we saw him play horribly for like a very limited amount of snaps last week. Um, pj walker by some grace of god has now won two games in a row for them in games that they probably had no right whatsoever in winning i've said this multiple times before already with you this year seattle i think is just a way way better football team and way better spot right now after uh the especially with the emergence last week of um jackson smith in the jig but he's he finally had his uh coming out party this year he finally showed up i mean he's he's not had the opportunities to do so so he hasn't been able to garner much uh chemistry with geno smith so far because of dk metcalf and tyler lockett i believe now geno smith will have a huge comfort level in being able to look across and scan the entirety of the field With Metcalf returning, with Lockett, with uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, with Bobo, and he's a great red zone target, one of the best in the NFL with the size that he has. He's shown tremendous capabilities in the receiving game. He hasn't really dropped a ball yet that I've seen that's been a catchable pass. Um, He still has a huge diversity of three very capable tight ends as well. And Kenny Walker continues to do great work on the ground and get tons of volume. And I think we're going to see Seattle really beat up that running game and really open the field for Geno Smith in this one. I like them money line. I also like them on an alternate minus five and a half spread as well in this one. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win by more than a touchdown in this one.
1: Yeah, I... Agree with everything you say. I mean, this is a homer pick. Me, I am a Seattle, a huge Seattle fan, obviously. Seattle's wearing their throwback jerseys. We're at home. But this crowd's gonna be loud in this game. They know the Browns are a good game. They know we're looking good. Zach Charbonnet is back. The last game he played in the fourth quarter, he kind of took over. He runs the ball hard. He's a great option back to go with Kenneth Walker. Like you said, Jacob Bobo has emerged as not only a guy we can give the ball to. But he's emerged as a guy who brings a, a, a crazy energy to this team. He These veterans are loving the way Jacob Bobo attacks practice, attacks preparation. This guy is a 4940 yeah. 40, white receiver <laughs> who played five years and went undrafted. That's unheard of in this league. And he made, arguably, one of the catches of the year last game. That touchdown pass... I bet him over yards, I don't, I don't see his number on the sportsbook as of right now. I will be betting his over in yards this week. I bet his over yards, was like 20 and a half last week. Their first offensive play, they threw a big outfade to him and he caught it for like 25 yards. Cashed it instantly. Okay, this guy's bringing great vibes. Like you said, Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba showing up last week. He He's learning and he's turning into Tyler Lockett. It's incredible. This guy is going to be, I think, a great pro. Uh, learning from one of the absolute best, most underrated, consistent players there is. Like you said, DK is coming back. He's looking good. Um, And our tight end sets, the reason I have confidence with our offense, yes, this defense is good, but our tight end sets, the way we run two tight ends sometimes, we can send an extra guy to Miles Garrett. I think we should just be doubling that all game. Obviously, I'm worried about this guy, right? He's a freak of nature. Yes, he is. He's a game wrecker, but I think the way we can do stuff, especially if he ever lines up, I like Charles Cross. I think he can he can compete with him. I'm worried about our right tackle right now because 8 Lucas is still not back. I don't know if maybe we're going to activate G- Jason Peters, a 41-year-old pro bowler. Um, that's not exactly who you want him going against, but at least that guy can also bring some steadiness and just some confidence to that line of just having that prowess. He can read the game. He knows what's happening. Um, and our defense, Eli, is flying around. Yeah. I, I don't want to make any comparisons to the Legion of Boom because that is a historic defense and an all-time defense and the respect. I mean, that the, those guys gave me a lot of great years. These guys are developing
0: defense, their own man. identity similar to that. we got but
1: veterans everywhere. we got Jamal Adams. We've got Quandary we got Bobby Wayne, We've got these young guys. Jordan Brooks. Boy Amafe, Devin Witherspoon is a monster. Tariq Woolen. I love watching love. Witherspoon, been man. has playing well. Like, Big big play Trey, Trey Brown. We got all these guys, man. Draymond Jones in the middle. We have all these guys. Oh, Mario Edwards. We got Jalen Reed. Like, these guys have just showed up. And they are flying around. And this defense has a crazy confidence to them. We have good special teams. We got a great punter. We got a great field goal kicker. We got a great head coach. I'm in love with this Seahawks team right now. I think they beat the Browns. I think... Yeah, I'm all in
0: on them. Yeah, I was saying earlier that Pittsburgh gets crazy. They're four and two. It's just throw the Browns in with that. I have no idea how this football team's four and two right now. A large part of that is with their defense this year. But we also saw their defense just get absolutely fucking lit up by a Gardner Minshew led team. Even though they came away with the win and created four turnovers, they still allowed 38 points and over almost 500 yards of total offense too in that game. So when Seattle played craps are home, showing.
1: When Seattle played at home. Against the Carolina Panthers. Now I don't want to. I'm not comparing the Browns to the Carolina Panthers. Our deep, our crowd caused so many false starts, and now we're bringing in P.J. Walker is getting that quarterback job. I'm looking for the crowd to have an impact here. The throwbacks. I think our our fan base is very pumped for this game. I think they're going to get up at home, and I'm looking for a big win here to solidify us, especially with San Francisco losing a couple. Oh, yeah. Like we have a chance to win our division. Oh yeah. Um. And compete in the NFC. Every team has had an off week where they look. And now with our defense, I can trust that our offense doesn't have to be perfect. We have enough weapons on both sides of the field that I think if we could just put together to complete games, we can legitimately compete with anyone.
0: I'm lo- Yeah, I'm loving Seattle this week too. Baltimore, Arizona, if I may. Uh, mark Andrews over everything, Lamar over everything, Zay Flowers over everything. Give me over, over, over. Baltimore is looking phenomenal. Lamar's throwing the ball better than he's ever thrown it. His total's only 229 yards for passing. I think he's gonna fly over that mark. I'm almost gonna even hit a 250 milestone on it. Andrews anytime touchdown I think he's just keeps on being the guy and Lamar is now remembering give it to him anytime you're in the red zone he's gonna make the play just like we see Travis Kelsey do for Patrick Mahomes time and time again too so Absolutely. I love the Ravens over are
1: minus nine and a half on the road and I think they cover that to be honest with you me too this Ravens team has looked really good um I I witnessed the Seahawks kind of take it to the Arizona Cardinals and dominate the whole game. Uh, See, so that magic has run off, unfortunately. Them missing James Conner is a big blow to them. because He runs the ball very hard. I think this Ravens team is good. I think they keep rolling. Lamar looks like an MVP.
0: He does.
1: Uh, over 25 rushing yards and touchdown for Lamar, plus 110 with those together. So that's dropping his number down. I believe his actual numbers in the high 40s, about 50 rushing yards. I even like that, too, if you want. But I really like the Andrews, the Zay Flowers. I think Baltimore rolls this game and... And the Ravens continue to look dominant. We can just move on from that because I think we simple. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Next, Bengals at the 49ers. Bengals are plus four, um, plus 170 on the money line. 49ers minus 200 over 43 and a half. No Brock Purdy. Sam Darnold would get the start. Luckily, this is one of those systems where he's gonna fit right in. I think like that he'll be given the ball to Ayuk. All these and Kittle and. McCaffrey and giving these all the balls do we know if Trent Williams is
0: playing Eli uh no word on that as of yet he's dealing with that banged up injury right now but I believe he's expected to start but he's definitely not been practicing in full so far this week so that's something that's a big thing to keep an eye on for the San Fran 49ers going into this one give me the Bengals plus four yeah, uh, give me the Bengals money line. Give me Burrow over one and a half touchdowns. And give me the Bengals over 20 and a half points. I don't think the San Francisco 49ers defense is who people thought they were coming into the year i think they've been exposed multiple times now this year they have looked good and very good at times but i think the Bengals now coming off a bye week and coming in with is it three straight wins now they're coming in this with i think after two straight wins so slow start to the year they still have not clicked on full cylinder offensively but i think joe burrow joe cool he's gonna remind everyone that he's among the elite quarterbacks he's gonna be really up for this game they're gonna look to make a statement this week i believe man
1: and the thing about the Bengals is they're willing to dip and dunk with the ball and just push it down the field slowly and take a long drive and get some points and stuff like that. They're not always looking for big plays, even though they're very capable of getting those big plays. So San Fran will have a tough time because San Fran, a lot of the times, will try to give you one thing and say, you try to beat us this way. And I think that the Bengals will take that and almost be able to. It are I like everything you said, so you might as well give me Jamar Chase over on receptions and yards too because if we're, I mean if they're going to have success, he's a big part of their success. He's one of those guys that's going to get a certain amount of touches, I believe no matter what, just because of the type of player he is and how open he can get. So this is maybe again because I'm a Seattle fan, but give me the Bengals, we win, 49ers lose, and we take first in the division.
0: Can I just say um so the, earlier in the year, the 49ers beat up the Steelers week one, large part due to many turnovers from Kenny Pickett. Week two, the Rams put up 23 points against them. They looked very good against this defense. They played a woeful Daniel Jones week three. They played the Cardinals week four. Yeah, they beat up on the Cowboys week five. Cowboys have not looked good offensively this year either. I don't think they've really had a real test since they ran into Kirk Cousins on prime time. And Kirk Thuggins, Kirk O'Chain's balled the fuck out. Torch this team. I don't think this team's feeling good right now. I think they're losing confidence. I think Bengals are gaining confidence. And for that reason, I'm going all in on the Bengals this week. Me too. I love them.
1: Next up, Chiefs at the Broncos. Chiefs minus seven on the road, minus 360 on the money line. Broncos plus seven, plus 280 on the money line, over under a 47. Eli, Mahomes has only lost three times in his career in that division.
0: That's ridiculous. That's and that's absolutely ridiculous, man. He
1: always wins. This isn't an indictment on the Broncos. This is me backing the Chiefs. Their defense is legit, and they're finally starting to cover spreads. The Chiefs have always been known to win games, but they always make it ugly, kind of, and they have to come. They always seem to go down, right? When the Chiefs are really good, they go down, and then they make this miraculous comeback and win every game. Now with their defense, they're legitimately starting to cover some spreads. Give me... Uh, Travis Kelsey over 77 and a half yards, over six and a half catches, parlay for plus 130. Throw it together with a touchdown yes, for plus sir. 240.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The
1: Swifty effect is real. They're rolling. This guy's this guy's banging dens on and off the field right now. <laughs> well, that's I'm that's not true. She, whatever, whatever. But that, the Chiefs are gonna win. Nine and seven. I think they're gonna win. Um, yeah, I'm just rolling with the Chiefs here.
0: Yeah, I, like you said, Kelsey, all day, everything. Throw it all on him, over, over, over. Mahomes, over two and a half touchdowns too. I like I, I just think he's back. He just reminded everyone he is the best quarterback in the NFL, 424 yards. Absolutely torched the uh, LA Chargers last week. That's nothing against... The, the one thing that scares me, I will say, Denver's defense is starting to click. They are. They're getting they're getting players back. They're getting healthy. They're looking way better just in general in the last four weeks. They haven't won all those games, but they're looking way better. For that reason, I like both teams to score one touchdown per half in this I game like as well. I just think a lot of points. I don't know if it's actually going to touch that over in, in, in the total or not, but I do think touchdowns will be scored by both teams in this game for sure. But I think the Chiefs win handily sorry Jesse maybe, maybe maybe it's in the cards this week maybe the Broncos get it done we'll see but uh also yeah give
1: me Javante Williams over 10 and a half rushes and yeah over 48 and yeah. a half yards that was this huge for an us animal. last week yeah this guy breaks tackles like nobody else in the league right now he's healthy they're finally starting to lean on him Angelo McLaughlin a little bit more and run the ball. Great
0: call. Great call. Thank you for putting that. Over I forgot 48 about that one. And
1: a half. They, this league has not caught on to this guy. Shout out Jesse. We talk about Pookie all the time. Yep. This guy's a freak when he's running the ball. And look for. If they want to have success, it has to go through him. Yeah. And look for Sean Payton to lean on him this week. Yeah, just fi- if they can Try find to slow a way. Exactly. Too, right? If they could get, can get those dirty yards. They have a ton of yep. opportunities or they're going to score. That could so change their defense, the game, you can make a few stops and you can run the ball and burn some cloth. The Broncos could keep it closer, but I'm still going to take the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. Next ba- up, Bears, Chargers. Bears,
1: Chargers at, uh, in LA. Chargers are minus 8.5, minus 4.25. How do they lay that number to anyone, dude? I don't the know. The Bears are plus 3.25 on the money line. The Chargers find ways to lose games. They
0: can actually lose this game. It's Badget crazy to see. This is my
1: guy, D2 Love. I'm taking the Bears plus 8.5. I'm taking the Bears money line. I'm taking Dante Foreman. <laughs> Over 46 and a half yards. I think the Bears win this game straight up, dude. It's crazy how
0: bad the Chargers really are. It's actually like, it is mind-blowing. The highest paid defense in the NFL is getting fucking annihilated week by week, led by a defensive-minded coach. Jesse's mentioned this multiple times. This guy's got to be on the hot seat. If they lose to the Bears, they might actually make a coaching change after this week. This is and, and dramatically and a tank why, drop. And
1: why can't the Bears win? That's Payson what I'm Bajin saying. That's what I'm saying. he was good last game. He's he a game great. manager. The, 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 the situation does not look too big for him. He looks comfortable. He he can play ball. I know he was a D two guy and he was undrafted, but like this guy is like is. Has been a winner his whole life. He's a Bears quarterback. He's a dirtbag dude. He's got awesome arm sleeve into his chest tattoos kind of flowy hair he looks like an idiot a bit i love this guy man I um,
0: love this guy. yeah and it's basically a home game in la too for him and the bears as well LA yeah, because la has no no sticks. fan they base whatsoever so that, <laughs> yeah so don't don't be over he won't be overwhelmed with an atmosphere unable to hear snap counts or anything i think it's going to be a very comfortable environment for his second nfl start Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to say, but I do like Herbert over one and a half touchdowns in this game. I think even though I don't see them really winning either, I don't even see them... Yeah, they're just a terrible team right now. Their defense sucks out loud, so that's, yeah, I'm done with that one. I don't even want to, I'm so mad that's even a primetime game night, this week. Brutal. Like, fuck you, NFL, you don't need Bengals to do that to us, well. I mean, there's just bullshit. so many good matchups. Total bullshit, yeah, I don't even want to have Aaron's to watch Cowboys that shit. Be
1: Jags Steelers would be better, I mean, Jets, Giants would be better, give, Eagles, Commanders, Browns, Seahawks. Give me
0: Baltimore, Arizona, for fuck's sake, so yeah. I can even watch Lamar ball out. Like, I mean, well, that's I mean, even a terrible game, I'd rather see that one.
1: On, moving to Monday night, we maybe have a worse one.
0: God Raiders at me. the
1: Lions. Lions minus eight, minus four twenty-five on the money line. <sighs> Raiders plus three twenty-five. F- over under a forty-six and a half. All I have for this game is Lions by a million. <laughs> Gibbs over ninety-seven and a half, rushing and receiving combined. Give me Amon-Ra St. Brown over 45 and a half. Give me Sammy Laporta over 43 and a half. And you know what? Give me Jared Goff over one-and-a-half passing touchdowns. Yes, sir. And give me Sammy Laporta anytime touchdown score. Dude, unloading. Especially if I have a good week, I will be unloading on this Monday night game. And, and I think the Lions, they had a bad game. They got punched in the mouth. Dan Campbell will be humbling this team all week. He will be telling them, you guys aren't that good. They finally got some national attention, right? And they, they laid a stinker. So I think the Lions come back. I know they got a veteran quarterback... I think they're ready to go. I think the Lions smash the Raiders. We don't even know who's going to be playing quarterback for the Raiders. It doesn't matter because they can't get Kevante yeah. Adams the ball. It doesn't crazy. matter which one of them it is. Uh, and Jacobs has looked horrible, man. yeah run has, game has, horrible, been, run game has yeah. been completely incompetent. So, uh, yeah, give me the Lions.
0: Yeah, in the words of Jesse, fuck the Raiders. Straight up, Raiders yeah. suck. Lions Shout out are... Randy Buck again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ryan's are... Lions are not bad. Uh, I love the Laporta. I think that's such a low yardage total for him to go over. As soon as I see the reception numbers as well, I'll be all over all that. Just want to keep an eye on Montgomery as well for this week, just in case he gets back in the yeah, mix. Just take be- away that Gibbs. Yeah, if Montgomery's
1: yeah. back, then... I
0: mean, He's not he expected to play right now. Stuff, He's still got those ribs banged up, hasn't practiced you know yet, but keep an eye Gibbs on that. Gibbs
1: had it. a breakout game last year, 126 all-purpose yards, I think, in, a- in his first touchdown. Don't be surprised to see Montgomery stay out again to keep just... To make sure that he gets healthy because Gibbs
0: had a big game
1: and they're willing to lean on him. So I I don't think they'll spend any time rushing Montgomery back.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. So I guess that wraps it all up for us here. That's the entire slate. Um, Is there anything that we broke down that you really just look back on and say this is like your top play of the week type of thing? Is there anything that really stands out to you like that that you just want to retouch on before we finish?
1: Jordan Addison um, props I'm really, really big on. Uh, Javante Williams I really really like at the 48 and a half um, keep an eye out I know we just said we really like Seattle and everything I like, keep an eye on what happens with that running back situation Kareem Hunt has been missing practice this week he's been banged up he has three touchdowns in the last two games um because he's coming and played for them Jerome Ford is still out right now so he's expected not to play if those guys somehow make it back look for this game to be a little bit more competitive but if they're missing their running backs I do really like um, some stuff with the Seahawks. Not a lot of those props are out yet on our sportsbook, so I will look for Bobo or um, something like that. I think now all the numbers of some of the guys will be dropping. Uh, DK could probably throw him up for over yards or something, but I don't know if that is a best bet for me. And then um, Josh Downs and Alvin Kamara, both of them with their receptions. Um, I'm really liking guys that have just been having good and they have decent matchups um, to continue their success yeah and the I'm Hort just is another one over 43 and a half that I again we just talked about that I really really like um I think we're finding good numbers on some of these guys and we'll be able to get good value
0: yeah and I just want to throw in one more time Adam Thielen because he's he's, not, he's yeah, on the top for me absolutely. as well and just like you said I, I lo- love all those so Adam Thielen as well and yeah I think that's I'm with you all the way
1: keep an eye out on our socials um later on Saturday or early Sunday morning before the morning slate We'll be putting out a little bit of a, uh, some best bets. Um, we will give the odds and the numbers, so you, if anybody wants to tail or just keep an eye on those, um, well, we'll be trimming those bets down and finding a few that we really like.
0: Yeah, and we're going to keep our season totals from here going forward on how we're hitting on them, too, just so you guys could stay along with us on the way with that as well, too, so... Um, Yeah, I love that. And just all these lines change before the games, injuries come out, whatever. So, yeah, we just keep a fresh eye out that uh, either Saturday night, Sunday morning type of thing before the games. And, yeah, let's have a great week, everyone. Thanks, Thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening. Gridiron Gang Podcast signing off on a Friday. Let's ride. Let's ride, baby.